Welcome to the Contractor Success Map Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Hart, and I'm an expert on how you can get the most out of your contracting company. The reason I designed this show is to help you turn your contracting company from a people-dependent money pit into a process-dependent cash cow to have the freedom you dreamed of when you start your business. Every Friday, we're releasing podcasts with information to help you get the most out of your contracting company. Be sure to join us at www.contractorsuccessmap.com and subscribe to receive our latest articles and special offers. And the best part, it's all free, just for you. This podcast is episode number 266, and it will be about seven deadly construction accounting mistakes that kill profit and growth in your construction company. There's a vandalism I've used for many years. It's really simple, but it uh, says a lot. Early to bed, early to rise, know your numbers, and advertise. Now, I understand completely because I've run construction companies and I know that unfortunately with everything contractors like you need to do every day, including weekends and holidays, it's too easy to let those crisp, timely financial reports go unread. And in some cases, you may not really fully understand what they're telling you when you do read them. No harm, no foul. There's ways around that. But I want to cover the seven deadly construction accounting mistakes. Number one is not tracking direct construction costs for each job or project. If you want to know where you're making and losing money, you need to implement a system of job costing. I've got a lot of that stuff on my website, www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash job costing. So go take a look. There's a ton of information on that. Um, And basically, just so you know, I, we use QuickBooks quite a lot. QuickBooks Desktop. Um, QuickBooks Online really doesn't do job costing. It may somewhere in the year 25, 25 or later. I don't know. But QuickBooks Desktop does it. And you're going to find that the job costing reports really are only available in the Premier Contractors Edition or the Accountant Edition or the Enterprise Level Edition. And you can get those at most like Amazon.com or you can go to Costco. And the difference between the pro and the premier version is about a hundred bucks, uh, money well spent, if you need job costing. For what it's worth, we also offer a job costing service. If you're interested in learning more about that, go to www.fasteasyaccounting/jcs, and you can learn a lot about that there. So that's number one. Number two, not allocating overhead to jobs properly. Now, in order for your job costing, your job profitability reports to be useful, you need a way to allocate overhead among the jobs. <coughs> overhead generally refers to the cost that benefit all the jobs. And to give you some example of what's overhead, if you have an office or shop and you're paying rent or a mortgage payment. If you're paying office, you're buying office supplies, obviously. If you have an admin staff, a bookkeeper, somebody answers the phone, Having a staff salary, that's overhead. The officer or owner, you, paying yourself a salary or an hourly wage or something, you're overhead. Marketing and advertising. And I hope you're not um, relying on just word of mouth. Sometimes that works, but not always. It's always good to have a marketing and advertising budget set aside. Another example of overhead would be consulting. Uh, legal costs, having an attorney look over your contracts and this sort of thing. Maybe you file a, a lien notice and that type of thing. 
and any outsourced accounting costs and tax preparation. And any other overhead costs are the overheads that go into this. Now, successful construction companies, and I mean successful, those are the ones that are making at least 15% uh, or more net profit. Uh, higher is better. Successful construction companies have a system to allocate a percentage of overhead among jobs, and they do it based on field labor or field labor hours. Now, there is a problem here. The problem is that overhead costs may be over under allocated, which can, which can create a distorted picture of job profitability. For example, if your projects are material or other cost intensive rather than labor intensive, you may want to consider allocating overhead based on one of those costs or perhaps some blend of direct job costing. The key is to develop a method for allocating overhead costs to the jobs that drive them. And every contractor's system is going to be a little different because I worked with a lot of contractors that just literally, they're junk contractors and they practically hire everything out to trade contractors. So they have a lot of hours in the job. So it depends on what you're doing. What you're looking for is a universal common denominator, a UCD. So find that universal common denominator and use that to allocate your job cost. Number three, change orders. Oh my gosh. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt tattoo, sung a song about it. Starts like this, M-I-C-K-A-Y, and you know the rest. Change orders can be a great source of additional cash flow and profits. It can also be a pitfall and money drain. You can lose a lot of your profit opportunities. And I want to share a true story with you. Uh, this happened a, few, uh, a short while back. We had a call from a home improvement contractor in Virginia, State of Virginia, USA. He called Sherry, our client care coordinator. And the first words out of his mouth after hello were, I quote, I found your how-to video about change orders on your website, and I really like how you set it up and appreciate the pointers you had to offer. You see, the problem was he was sick and tired of customers constantly changing stuff on him and creating delays or extra work. He needed to be compensated for his time and his screw time, but he wanted to make sure he was doing it the right way. So again, on our website, we have a whole bunch of information on change orders. So just go to Fast Easy Accounting, www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash change orders, and you'll see a lot of information there on change orders. We have an auto website there. You can also just Google change orders and Fast Easy Accounting. But uh, we do have a free change order template. It works well on um, Acrobat Reader, which is totally free. And it's got some, some forms, some fields. You can just fill them out on Acrobat Reader. You download it and use it totally free. We have a video that shows you step by step the fast, easy kind of way to work with your free construction change order form. It is our sincere hope that if you use this form, it'll help increase your construction sales and bottom line profit by getting paid for all the extra work you're doing. You see, contractors are heroes. We want you to achieve your, defini your definition of success because your definition, definition of success is different from everybody else's. I spoke with a lot of contractors and their definition of success is to make a million dollars. Not that hard to do, actually fairly easy. Keeping it, now that's a different story. But during the, the short phone interview with his contractor I'm describing, he shared his story of how the change order template helped him sell new work and get a check today.
that day he was talking to us. And I suspect he may have read an article on uh, contractors and not bankers. So that's a really interesting article. I want to recap what he said. He found the same thing that most contractors learned about change orders. Change orders become favors. Why? Because by the end of the job, he had forgotten all of the things that they did, which are not part of the original scope of work. And since he wasn't clear with the customer about paying for those minor changes, and since he and the customers were friends, kind of a funny word, because um, the customer never invited him over to Sunday dinner, the customer never uh, invited him over to uh, have a, 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 an evening meal, watch a video, go play pool, go bowling, or nothing. But the customer was his friend as long as he was doing things for him. We call those fair with their friends. Well, anyway, those minor changes ended up costing him a lot of time, money, and profit. Now, he said after watching the video, he downloaded the free change through a template. And since it is built on, uh, we have one actually built on Excel and one built on uh, PDF. And in this case, he used them on Excel. He said it was easy to insert his company letterhead, customize it a few additional lines for description, save it to his desktop. Now, he printed up some copies of this form and put them in the job folder. And the day he called, he said his customer asked about some changes that she was thinking about doing in the future. They discussed it between them. They decided it was most economical to do the additional changes now. And you may remember this randalism. Two times things get done. Now and right now. I'm a big fan of right now. You see, later equals never. Remember the brand new change order form in his job folder. He filled one out, explained the additional time material involved with the change. The customer agreed to it. It was quite a lot to make the changes she wanted. However, she wanted it done, so she happily went and got her checkbook and wrote a check for the change order. I hope you heard that. Uh, yes, I did say that. I'm a dirty dog. Shame on me. Bow wow. Bark bark. Honk honk. Bark bark. Whenever you do a change order, turn right around and ask for payment immediately. Take a lesson from McDonald's. You put your money in window one, you get your food in window two. You don't put a deposit in window one, and you don't say, send me an invoice later. No, you pay for it 100%, and window one, you get food in window two. I love change orders. The problem is a lot of customers have a champagne diet on a beer income. So, when you've agreed the change order, ask for a check, ask for a credit card, ask for whatever you get paid. But go ahead and pick up the change order right away. It doesn't need to become part of the project and get billed and, and kind of messy. Keep the original project separate. We'll get that change order paid right away. Then go ahead and do it. Now, I'm seeing in most cases, with most contractors we work with, they have volume under a million dollars. And so a change order will probably take place the same day or a couple days. So it's not a long, drawn-out process. Now, this customer is truly one of his top 20% of the 80-20 rule. He needs to stay in contact with with her and become her only contractor. Now, hopefully, she'll refer him to the service with uh, everything she needs to maintain her home, and we'd hope that she'd refer him to other places too. But here's what happens: your your customers will start a conversation with a variety of four or five important words, and I'm going to read them off to you. These are just a short list. 
while you're here anyway. Four words. That should be included. Four words. Since it's open anyway. One of my favorites. You get it wholesale. Yeah, matter of fact, I do. Because I buy in volume. And I'm taking a risk. Okay? I'm not like that, that story in Mad Magazine back in the 60s that where the, uh, the retailer said, we lose money in every sale. We make up for it in volume. No. Not going to happen. My favorite, it's a small change. Okay. Well, McDonald's collects small change all the time. Every day. And the average McDonald's franchisee has about a 25% net profit. Give or take. With small change. I love small change. Hey! While we're at it. Four words. And here's one of my other favorite ones. I just love this one. I, I want to stick my finger into my throat and barf. It's easy for you. Well, yes, it, it is. And we were a contractor. A lot of stuff is easy for us. Guess why? Because we had the equipment, the tools, the labor, uh, the resources, and the skills. So, of course, it's easy for us. But again, let's get this figured out. If you are a member of the the free contracting bureau where you do work for free because everybody's your friend um, give up your badge to the free contracting bureau the FCB and start charging for what you you do I'll give you two more quick ones four words each I have an idea wonderful ideas are like I, I love idea people because they're on one side of the Grand Canyon and implementation people are on the other side. And one of my favorite ones, one time a customer said, I have an idea. I said, no, oh, don't tell me, let me guess. You want me to boil all seven oceans. I'll get right on that. And the last but not least, and the one that will drive you crazy and cost you a ton of money. I need a favor. I love doing favors. You know what? We're doing a, a remodel and we're putting together the rec room and we're getting ready to button it up and put the drywall on and the customer says oh by the way i need a favor um in the other end of the house is our mud room with a washer a clothes washer and dryer and we got a hole in that wall and it needs to be patched could could you just go ahead and patch that when you have your drywall tools material out the answer is always yes no matter what the question the answer is yes yes i can do that it's only another 150 bucks what? I just need a favor. Yes. The answer is yes. We do favors all the time. But we get paid for them. That's just how we make our living. This is how we live indoors and eat regular. We do work for money. So it's really simple. If you just get started on it, it's pretty easy and, and people will respect you. I want to say that if you answered yes, here's the good news. People love to buy things. All you have to do is be easy to do business with. And one of the key phrases, easy business with, is the answer is always yes. Um, I recall years ago in the 60s, there was a, uh, a little store on Queen Anne I used to go to quite frequently. It was, uh, it was called Morse's uh, Grocery. And the guy operated, his name was Morse. And he was a great guy. I could walk in there and say, Morris, I'm, I'm looking for some bananas and uh, a couple of cans of tuna. Yes, the, the tuna is on aisle two, halfway down the aisle, about eye level, and yes, we have no bananas. 
<laughs> he never said, no, we have no bananas. So I said, yes, we have no bananas. Uh, however, if you'll check back with me this afternoon or tomorrow, we, we're expecting some in. Now, I know for a fact, Morris was very uh, astute, and there was a, a big Safeway store not too far away. So sometime during the day, he would send one of his clerks to the Safeway store do some shopping. He would actually buy bananas and, and whatever people were asking for. He didn't have on stock. So it's kind of funny. He would actually buy the, the products, bring them back, put them on his shelf. In some cases, he'd sell them at cost or below. But guess what? We did a lot of shopping there. We made a lot of money because he would lose a couple of pennies on the bananas. We'd make up for it on the other products. Now, that works fine in retail because people are buying stuff on a regular basis. It doesn't work so well in construction because typically it's a one-off. Okay? So, moving forward, one of the best ways to keep your attitude positive is knowing and applying the 80-20 rule for contractors. And you can see that at our website, www fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash 8020 you see this one tip alone can help keep more cash flowing into your company because the 8020 rule of contract of success at the money game states the top 20% of your clients will generate 80% of your profit however 80% of the client contact is normally with those who make the last 20% of our profit. Okay? So, think about that. Let that soak in a little bit. You want to double, triple, quadruple your profits? Just spend the time with the people who generate the most of them. And not the squeaky wheels. Because too many contractors running around with a bucket of grease. And they're always trying to take care of the squeaky wheel. Okay? If people aren't making you money, um, let your competitors have them. It's okay. Just focus on those people that you're that are making you money. Number four, job costs not included in financial statements. This is a kind of interesting bugaboo because most construction companies track their costs using what's called accrual basis of accounting. So we, we accrue the costs, we accrue the income, but we pay taxes on a cash basis. And a lot of contractors get those two confused. Look at cash basis and they don't understand why they're not making any money. Well, they are. Or they look at the cash base and say, wow, last month I made a ton of money, but this month I'm losing money. No, you're not, because you're looking at cash versus accrual. You run your business on accrual, you pay taxes on cash. This means recording revenues when the expenses are earned, and in, uh, I'm sorry, when expenses, this means recording revenues when earned and expenses when incurred. Yes, I'm going to a class this afternoon, learning how to speak 101. Some job costing errors occur when the direct or indirect job costs are not included in the financial statement. So, the reason is simple. The bills and suppliers and vendors are received until after the period is closed and the financials have been issued. Now, one way around this is implementing a voucher system or some other mechanism to ensure costs are recorded as liabilities or accrued costs in the period in which they're incurred. Now, that was a mouthful. And I want to put a disclaimer in right here, right now. That makes sense if your construction company annual sales are over $5 million. Okay? If you're under $5 million, it's not really worth it to spend the kind of time and effort and money for that sort of thing. Number five, job estimates are not accurate. Contractors annual sales under $10 million 
typically use what's called completed contract method for contractors with annual sales over $10 million may have to use what's called percentage of completion for method for financial reports. So the errors we trace back to uh, one of three things, poor estimating or forecasting, inaccurate recording of actual cost, mishandling of change order accounting. So one of the best ways to avoid the effects of estimating errors is to reconcile the actual to estimated cost on a monthly basis. Now I'll make a quick editor note here. After many decades, several decades, going back to the uh, ages of dinosaurs, um, when I first started <laughs> counting, and I've worked with hundreds of contractors and construction companies and in construction accounting. And I can say with 100% conviction, contractors with annual sales under $1 million are in a sweet spot. And you can easily generate a, a annual take-home income between 10 and 20% of your annual sales without all the massive headaches of running a big contracting firm. So there really is a sweet spot, uh, zero to one million, one million to two and a half million. Then it gets a little bit unstable when that two and a half million to five million jump. And if you're at five million, you need to go to 10 million as soon as possible. And that's just a terrible place to be. It's really a big headache. And any contracting company that's over 10 million, then generally speaking, you need to get to a hundred million because it's just kind of like a big wasteland in between. And it's, there's a, a calculation, it's called the expansion and contraction isoquant. Generally, just to touch this briefly, think of a set of stairs. So ground floor, you're just getting started, that first step, oh, 100,000 a year. Easy step to make, nothing to it, really easy. Then you step 100,000 up to say 250, then 250 to 500, then 500 to a million. Those are pretty easy steps to work with because you're, you're working in a limited uh, amount of people, not too bad. But that one million to two and a half million, that's a big step. You know, you're kind of, it's a, now you're bringing out your climbing rope and you're, you're throwing a rope up to get that next level and you're pulling yourself up and it's, it's high. And then again, the larger you go, the higher the climb and the more dangerous it is. That being said, so I just want to touch on that very briefly, that if you're under 10 million, the Percentage of completion doesn't apply to you, completed contract, and all that means is you do the job, you get paid, contract's over. Just that simple. Number six, recognizing loss in the wrong period. Bless your hearts. Construction companies that use the percentage of completion method because they're over 10 million, sometimes they misjudge whether or not a job is likely to be completed at a loss. Now, there's something called the generally accepted accounting principles, GAP, require them to fully recognize the loss at the time it's determined. And that is a whole can of worms. So if you're 10 million, you know this. You're 10 million, forget about it. The regular review of each project's job cost schedule in the, in the event as many costs exceed the contract amount must be prepared to accrue a loss. Number seven, I save the best for the last. Number seven, joint ventures. I'm going to give you a randalism, and I mean this with love in my heart and a lot of total respect. I developed a randalism a long time ago because I saw these things happen. It happened to me a couple times. Listen carefully, please. Take it to heart. A partnership is the only ship designed to sink. 
Now, I say that tongue-in-cheek, and I'm talking about a partnership between two contractors who have no other relationship. Um, it's only should designed to sink, and they don't all sink. More often, they do than not. Now, there's other partnerships out there. You know, maybe you have a significant other. Uh, maybe, maybe it's your partner, your life partner. Maybe it's your spouse. I don't know. Sure, and I have been married 44 years. I love that woman. She's absolutely wonderful. Best name ever had to me. And we have a partnership, which is known as a marriage, and we are partners in the business. So she's who you talk to when you call in. And she does what we call the front of the house. Um, she's a real nice person. I'm the back of the house. I'm with all the accountants and bookkeepers. So she's an elf, I'm, and we're all orcs back here. If you saw Lord of the Rings, you understand that. So a partnership, if you have a partnership with somebody prior to your uh, construction companies, then it won't necessarily sink. With a partnership where you're just two construction firms, it can be a little tough. So joint ventures are a bit like change orders. They can be an incredible opportunity to make or lose a lot of money very quickly. Almost as quick as betting money on the roulette wheel in a casino, but not quite as predictable. You see, roulette wheels and casinos use something called statistics and they have a pretty good way to identify what the odds are. Joint ventures have their own accounting rules. The devil's in the details because how costs and profits are shared among the participants depends on how the joint venture is structured and the terms of the agreement. You need to avoid errors and leave nothing to chance. And be sure you and the other party agree on how the income and expenses will be dealt with in your accounting systems before you start work. Implement processes and procedures to ensure that ventures activities are properly documented. The dullest pencil will remember longer than the sharpest memory. Now I do want to make another editor's note here that contractors and annual sales less than $10 million and less than a million dollars often get together to work on a specific project. For example, a concrete contractor may have a large project that requires more finishers than they have on staff. They may find a friendly competitor to supply some labor and equipment and in exchange for percentages of the job, an hourly figure, or a flat number. This could be technically viewed as a joint venture. However, the time and scope are normally short and sweet. You know, maybe a few days or a week or even a few hours. So even though it kind of is a joint venture, it doesn't require a lot of accounting or, or dealing with it because you're just bringing people in and you're more like a, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. So yes, it's a joint venture. No, it doesn't require a lot of accounting. Well, that's, that's all I have for that. So I want to kind of wrap up here with, uh, with a conclusion. I'm going to repeat what I said earlier, early to bed, early to rise, know your numbers and advertise. It's a randalism, and you can find more of those at www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash randalism, R-E-N-D-A-L-I-S-M, one L. You see, construction is notoriously known as a thin profit margin, high-risk business. Not quite as bad as restaurants, but really close. And it's funny how many contractors have owned restaurants and vice versa. I mean, restaurateurs have owned construction companies. Proper planning and strategic bookkeeping can reduce your risk and substantially increase your chances of success. 
This is what this podcast is all about. It's about the Contractor Success Map Podcast. M stands for marketing, A for accounting, P for, for production. Get your marketing in place, get your accounting in place, and then take care of the production. You see, accurate financial reporting is important to the profit and growth of your, your contracting company and enjoying favorable relationships with sureties, lenders, and our stakeholders. Now, if you're a DIY type of person, we offer all of our, our QuickBooks setup files, chart accounts, and cost codes at www.fasteasyaccountingstore.com. Well, I hope this podcast helps you understand that outsourcing your contractor's bookkeeping services to us is about more than just doing the bookkeeping. It's about taking a holistic approach to your entire construction company and helping support you as a contractor and as a person. We understand the good, the bad, and the ugly about owning and operating construction companies because we've had several of them. And we do sincerely care about you and your construction company. This is all I have for now. Please give me the honor of commenting and rating a podcast wherever you're listening to it. And feel free to drop me a line. Let me know what you thought you liked and didn't like. Tell us you see it because your feedback is crucial. And I thank you in advance. It is our mission statement here at Fast Easy Accounting that contractors like you deserve to be wealthy because you bring value to other people's lives. I mean substantial value. This is one more example of how Fast Easy Accounting is helping construction company owners all across the USA, including Alaska and Hawaii, put more money in the bank to operate and grow your construction company. You see, construction accounting is not rocket science. It's a lot harder than that and a lot more valuable to people like you, so please stop missing out. If you'd like to learn what makes construction accounting different from regular accounting, please visit www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slide uh, I see okay let's start that over all right like I said I got a class coming in this afternoon learning how to speak 101 www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash ca and please feel free to call sharing at 206-361-3950 or you can email her s-h-a-r-i-e at fasteasykind.com in case I spoke too quick let me repeat that her direct line is 206-361-3950 or s-h-a-r-i-e at fasteasykind.com and schedule you no charge one hour consultation Private contractors and construction owners like you have known about the value of outsourced bookkeeping services and contractor coaching services like ours for a very long time. And now you know about it as well. If you're thinking about outsourcing your contractor's bookkeeping services, you're invited to download a guide to find the right contractor bookkeeping service to fit your particular situation. You can find that at www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash H-S. Thank you very much. I hope you understand. We really do care about you and all contractors, regardless of whether or not you ever hire our services. Bye for now. It's our next episode here in the Content of Success Map podcast, where we remove contractors' unique paperwork frustrations. 
and stay tuned for upcoming episodes on how to turn your contracting company into a process-dependent cash cow. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Contractor Success Map. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and review here on iTunes. And make sure to head over to www.contractorsuccessmap.com to subscribe to receive the latest articles and special offers. If you'd like to discuss your business strategy, simply click on the button labeled Strategy Session. And the best part, it's all free, just for you.